Ah, we're live. Hello, dear Starshines. Christina here with Rise of the Multidimensional Human and Life Body Academy. Welcome to today's lunchtime chats. So we'll give everybody a minute to the, the give everybody a, a minute to join the feed. For those of you who are new to the chats, my name is Christina and I'm the acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about topics and issues that are significant for us new paradigm visionaries, way showers, star seeds, those of us who have abilities and perceptions that perhaps are not embraced by the rest of humanity or you know the, the bulk of humanity at this time. So we have very specific experiences and vantage points that perhaps other people do not. So I do the best that I can to provide a liberated perspective to those topics and issues during these chats. If you wanna join these chats live, and contribute to the conversation, you can do so um, on our YouTube channel, Lightbody Academy, uh, and so because this streams live through there. And then you can also join us through our uh, private Facebook group called Rise of the Multidimensional Human. Now, that particular Facebook group and the sister group that we have in Telegram, just called Multidimensional Human, that is where we develop these conversations. So people post things, people, you know, post videos or songs or thoughts or events or, you know, things, share things that, that have happened to them. And, uh, and as, you know, I come in contact with this information, we might talk about it off screen or on screen. It depends on, on what it is. Then um, this is how I get to the kinds of things we're going to talk about during these chats. So we have a few conversations to continue from last time because we didn't get through all the questions last week. And then there's a few new pieces I want to add into the conversation for this week. One of them is um, Dear Sister Starshine Haley uh, in our Rise of the Multidimensional Human group posted a sharing about a sleep paralysis and, and having something really scary happen during that. And then there were um, uh, follow-up responses to her experiences where people were sharing um, a similar kind of thing. So I want to talk about sleep paralysis, and I also want to talk about um, interdimensional planes and stuff that happen in those times of between waking and dreaming. So I'm excited to bring that forward because I, this, this will help people understand their biosuit, I believe, will help people understand their biosuit function um, on a multidimensional level even more deeply. And the other um, uh, piece that I want to talk about is I want to talk about um, nanotechnology and nanite neck technology. Um, now, do sister, I think it was Lavana in our Telegram group, multidimensional human, was um, sharing some thoughts about that and her concern. And uh, and then in another group, there was a conversation where people healers were sharing um, success in mitigating the um, different side effects, different. Um, um, issues that have arise with a particular um, encouraged act that people are being pushed into doing, and then also with graphene oxide and stuff like this. So, so I want to share the different um, experiences that that I learned in that group as well with you guys. So, so you can recognize, you know, there are things that we could be doing. We're not powerless in the situation at all. We actually have more power than we realize. We have more abilities than we realize when it comes to nanite technology. And then uh, there was one more piece. Hold on. What was it? Oh, 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 yeah. There was one more piece. Let me let me draw it up because I'm not remembering the exact wording here. It had to do with. Oh, OK. Yeah, it had to do with being swayed, knowing what your truth is, but then finding yourself 
all of a sudden feeling differently or feeling um, swayed to, to just having a very different perspective. And maybe that perspective opened you up to ideas that you weren't open to before. You know, in a lot of ways, that's what we do here, except what happens is that we, um, I do an activation to broaden the lenses, to clear up the lenses so you can be more available to seeing things differently and then find what your truth is about that. But um, in this particular instant, well, there was, there was three instances that came together that, that built this particular topic. And that is, um, you know, as empaths, we're highly sensitive to the energies of people around us, right? We're highly sensitive to what's around us. And we often will resonate with people who aren't necessarily in alignment with who we are in our best interests and stuff like this. And uh, the, the, the worst example I have is, you know, say you're at a bar and all of a sudden that person that you thought was really gross and you totally wouldn't give them the time of day later on the night, all of a sudden starts looking a little bit more attractive, right? Why does that happen? It's not just because you are influenced by the alcohol or whatever's going on. There's actually an energetic exchange that's happening. So empaths are particularly um, uh, aware and, and susceptible to those kinds of energy exchanges. So, so I want to talk about that uh, so we can get clear on what's going on. Um, the, some of the advice that I've seen given to empaths around this kind of centers around empaths not valuing themselves enough. And that is true to a point. But if you don't understand the energy exchange that's happening, that's causing this, then all, every time an event like this happens, it just fuels the fire for your own self-doubt and your own lack of worth. You know what I mean? So I, I want to give you guys a, another perspective so you have another way to work that kind of energy so it's not all about just you not appreciating yourself or respecting your own truth, okay? There's a lot more going on than that. All right, I'm going to say hello to dear Starshines. Hello, dear Kitty, and hello, Spiritbound. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I don't know, our Facebook crew doesn't seem to be showing here. I know you guys are there, but uh, if you're here on Facebook, go ahead and say hi. Let us know uh, what's happening. Um, let's see. Let's go ahead and, oh, there's one more announcement I have, and I'm going to leave the, the link in the comments, and that is uh, the introduction to the nine-dimensional lenses within our bodies, the introduction to those teachings are um we're going is about to launch tomorrow and i'm not doing this on and through this this facebook group i'm doing or for, the, for from our channel we're doing it through the pyramid spiritual society global academy which means um you register through them and it's it's a introductory free introductory you into um you register through them and then the streaming is through them as well so this is to not only support the movement but it's also to help you know, expose more people to the teachings of the nine dimensions because this truly was the vision that Barbara Hanclough had when she was teaching these. It wasn't just about for the initiated, it was open source code for all humans to wake it, to awaken to, okay, and be empowered by, okay? So, um, so this is, you know, in an effort to, to keep feeding that vision of open source code teachings that are profoundly uh, awakening, but then also to support um, the, the Pyramid Spiritual Society, because that has, that's a movement that has been going on for decades. 
and th and the whole idea is how can a lifestyle that humans can live where we are no longer contributing to the suffering of others we are contributing to bringing more peace deeper um deeper compassion and and rising up to another level of our humanity and the and the premises uh the vehicles for that lifestyle is meditation uh vegetarianism and the use of pyramid technology. And this is the use of pyramid technology in conjunction, of course, with life force energy in, in uh, creating a space for um, heightened, um, heightened consciousness to be able to become so, because as you guys know, there's a lot of fields of, fields of disruption that, that are going on, but when we create a field within a field within a field, then it can be pristine within that field and we can reach very high levels of consciousness. So um, it's using pyramid technology for that, but then also using pyramid technology to clean water so people can have uh, clean water to drink and, and to also for storing seeds. So, so the movement is including feeding humanity, supporting humanity's well-being, okay? So, um, so I'm happy to contribute and to support that particular that particular movement as well, because I feel like that's important. We, we all have an impact here. We might be the individual, you know, the single person, but everything that we do has an impact on the society and the world around us. And, and this, that movement is something that, you know, has been going on for a long time. And a lot of people have joined and decided to step up and do their part in creating a better world, their part to serving humanity and making the potential for a better life for others. Okay. So, so that is, um, that is the uh, Pyramid Spiritual Society Global Academy, and I'm going to paste the link in there. So if you guys are interested in, in uh, doing that training, you can join. Um, and it's different than we, it's, it's similar to what we do here in the chats, but it's also different. So I'm going to be diving in more specifically to the nuts and bolts of of the lenses and you know uh, how to connect with the different keepers and and stuff like this. This is like an introductory before a teacher training because later on in in uh, 2022 we're going to do a teacher training. So you so you guys can go out there. Whoever feels drawn, called to this work, can feel fully equipped and capable of facilitating their own activations for their communities. Imagine that if we have, you know, a couple thousand more people going out and doing these activations, it's all, you know, feeding that resonance. And, uh, and this is exciting to me because this is, you know, this is what it is to carry things forward. Our, our vision for ourselves, for our, our, our spiritual path, our high, the expression of our spiritual path is never just about us. It might start off about us, but then as we walk in that path more and more and more, we start recognizing the importance of feeding the generations to come, nurturing the circumstances to be a benefit for, the, for future generations, not just our personal life stream, but other life streams that will come after us. So, uh, so this, is, this is a really um, a big piece for humanity to wake up to. Uh, the other thing I wanna say about that before I dive into the activation is this is also how the powers that be work, okay? The powers that be that, you know, organize the shenanigans that, that's been going on, that have been, you know, facilitating endless war, that have been, you know, uh, setting up systems that rape and pillage and exploit uh, resources of, of uh, third world countries, that destabilize regions, you know, they have, they also work in a system 
similar way. Their vision is something that, that starts with, you know, some, well, depending on how far back you go in the documentation, uh, some say as recent as 150 years ago, but there are others that talk about these societies are sustaining a vision over many, many, many generations. And this is just a, uh, the, a next step iteration of something that was a, an idea, an agenda that was set many thousands years ago. Years ago. And a lot of the conspiracy um, energy is really noticing the past 150 years. So all these power players are, are working in unison for a vision that generation after generation after generation have been feeding, have been perpetuating forward. And once we, the normal human, everyday human people, wake up to that and embrace that ourselves, their agenda will have no match for what we choose because we are, there's so, there's many more of us than there are of the ruling class, you know, the, that 1% that we call it, where we need to uh, galvanize with each other and join forces and envision what the future can possibly hold for our future generations. And when we get together and do that, then, you know, that is a tsunami that cannot be stopped. Uh, and dream time is a major key to that. Group dreaming is very, very potent when we're all involved, when we recognize how we're all involved in the same dream, digesting the same energies and bringing things forward. You know, we're all that more empowered to, to recognize who we truly are as an infinite being in a bio suit. Okay. Hello, darlings. Hello, hello. Okay. All right. So whew. here we go. Let me know if the sound is okay, guys. We're going to go ahead and dive into the activation part, and we're going to keep doing the nesting doll as, I've been, as I started doing a while ago. So we have our outer nesting doll, our outer space holder, which we can call the mother of God. We can call the galactic mind, the Milky Way. Okay, This is also the, the galactic plane from which the organizing forces emanate out of. Okay, those organizing forces that emanate out of this nesting doll and into the dimensions within it, the layers within it, is a creative force that organizes everything on this inside. So that begs the question, well, what's the nesting doll outside of this influencing those, those organizing forces? Okay, this is where a lot of people are, this is where a lot of you guys are waking up to that, right? what's being beyond the galactic mind. And there is, there's many, many things beyond the galactic mind. Okay. But uh, this particular uh, model that I'm using, I stop at the galactic mind because this is where the galactic mind is the outer nesting doll that every human with a body has access to. Every human DNA has access to this outer nesting doll. There's some of us who have cult cultivated perceptions and abilities that go far beyond this. And that actually probably most of you in this group have done that. But I, I'm keeping it to this so we can really at you. So because this is about creating a resonance wave, right? Or creating a resonance wave where you're in that wave just very easily and you're opening to different understandings and, you know, you're becoming liberated with these different perspectives and that pig, you know, that wave co collectively goes out and influence others on a subconscious level. So it also in, in, impacts consciousness grids 
And there's lots of consciousness grids that are, you know, meant to lock down consciousness that are meant to lock down humanity's awarenesses and stuff like this. So the more we have these kinds of experiences every week and we integrate and digest, we are actually counteracting all of those grids that are still in place. And of course, many have fallen, but there's some that are really anchored in because the programs have been, the programs that anchor these grids in have been passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation, okay? So those aren't easily removed. They need to be, there's a collective resonance that needs to be hit before that can fall away. That's why some of these things are getting really, it seems like they're getting stronger when really what it is, we're just more aware of them. Okay, so the galactic mind, the mother of God, this is, you know, there's creation waves that emanate out of, emanate out from the center of, of this consciousness. Each wave is an organizing force to creating an embodied life. So the first wave is, um, uh, I believe, cellular, cellular organization. So it's an organizing force that allows cellular uh, uh, development to begin. This is where we talk about the primordial earth and you have the amoebas in the, in the water, in the pond, right? And those amoeba, amoebas eventually grew into different life forms. Okay. So these, these, these creation waves have a very long span of evolution of, of moving things forward. And, uh, according to the work of of um, Barbara Hanclau and Johann Kalaman, who, who explored, he wrote a book called The Nine Waves or, or something like this. And he talked about the, these creation waves emanating out of the center of the Milky Way galaxy and that they are, there's, there's nine of them all together. And right now the last wave started, just started to unfold in 1999, which is um, introducing technology into the, um, the awareness of humanity. So we've, we have all nine waves unfolding at once now. And I've, I've proposed back in 2012 that that, that that event had a little, had a, because we reached our critical mass, that event created a fissure in, in, the, in a way where there are many, many more um, creation waves emanating out of that center than just those nine. And I, I, my sense is that it's exponentially um, increased but and <laughs> we have to process that we have to digest it we have to like you know integrate with that um in these in, in these bio suits and our consciousness adjust so it takes time for it to really anchor the reality of it to anchor in to our 3d reality that we're surrounded by and because it has to first integrate within our cellular realms our inner uh telluric aspects and then we'll see it on the outside in this 3d world Okay, the next nesting doll after that is the all that is presence, the I am presence. Some of us might call this God. This is the, we blend all the way with this particular, uh, when we come in through the center of the Milky Way, the first thing we blend with is this all that is presence. This is um, what we might call God. Uh, though there is infinite creator that is actually beyond this particular this particular nesting doll. So there is a, there is a difference here. Um, the all that is though, is, is something that um, is a truth with everything that's within this nesting doll. So there's no way to be separate, even though we have the experience of being separate. Okay. And that's what this all that is lens does for us. It gives us a way to connect back in to the I am presence and remember ourselves whole again. Okay. So in that all that is presence 
a thought emerges, which is the frequency of your individuation. And that's the next layer, the frequency, the soul song. Um, we perceive these, um, we perceive this, uh, our soul's journey. It's also um, perceptions of frequencies. When you're looking at things that are in perception of frequency, that means there's no more finite plane that that you're looking past the finite plane that that fre that frequency needs to create a shape instead it's pure vibration pure vibration that just is infinitely going 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 and when you have a vibration that's going 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 and then you capture it or you put it in a container right that's when that frequency is going to start creating a shape and that shape that I'm talking about that your frequency created once it reached a, a finite um, vessel or, or container, so to speak, that became your light body. And your light body has the map of all of your existence within it, all of your unfoldment within the Milky Way galaxy within it. Okay, so the, there's things that get turned on in the light body. There's things that get turned off in the light body. Similarly to, you know, DNA, you know, you can turn on certain genes. You can turn off certain genes. The light body has a similar thing. And uh, you can do profound healing within yourself with, by working with the light body. You just have to get through the interference between the conscious mind and that level of yourself that level of, 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 your, of your anatomy, of your energetic anatomy. Most people in their trainings or most traditions, let's say, in their trainings will stop with chakras or that, you know what I mean? They, they don't quite, or they, they'll go into the Akasha. They'll do, do chakras and the Akasha, um, which is very, which is valid. It absolutely creates transformation, um, but there's more. There's, there's more beyond that. And, and this is when uh, some people do end up discovering that on their own, or there are some traditions that do teach about light bodies. So uh, that's, you know, this is a really profound way to deal with illness before it happens within the physical form, to deal with tragedy before it comes and manifests within your physical life. You can work with the light body and, and change the, and change what the unfoldment is. Usually the way to, to, to heal the light body has to do with some level of soul retrieval, has some level to do with essence retrieval, reintegrating with a lost aspect of self. That's the kind, those are the ways that you would heal, heal the light body. There's other ways, of course, but that, I'm just mentioning a few that I know that you guys are definitely uh, familiar with. All right, so then we have from within the light body, we have that 5D field. This is your, your that, that, that realm of joyful creation, um, it's also the doorway to the Akasha, the infinite self, the, the part of you that is beyond, not confined by space and time, not confined by linear progression, okay? So, so this is the doorway access point to this field is the heart space. When you are in the heart space, when you're in the vibration of love, creativity, and joy, when you're really when that is dominant in your energy and you're perceiving through that, that lens, there's an infinite nature there. There's a, um, a timelessness that's there. Okay. We, it's essential that we're in that timelessness state when we're accessing information that that's in the Akasha or, or in the light body or beyond. Okay. So, so this is a very important doorway for us to work, to, um, clean up. And, and oftentimes, you know, there's a lot of, uh, 
a lot of heartbreak that needs to get healed in order for us to have a full-on access with this particular lens. Uh, then we have the 4D field that is within that. So we can say this is the heart. And then the 4D field is the mental field. It's also feeling, though. So it's not just mental. It's, it's thoughts, feelings, emotions. Um, and this is the collective resonance. This is the, where I want to talk about being influenced by others. You guys have noticed this, right? When you are um, with somebody who has a particular attitude or thought and they really want you to have a similar attitude or thought, well, depending on how your personality is. I mean, there's, if you're an indigo, you're going to fight it, right? You're going to be like, just because you want it so bad, that's exactly why I'm not going to do it. You know, we had, there's an attitude with that, but there's others that have a feeling of, um, you know, they really want to understand or they want to be neutral or they want to be, um, you know, connection is more important than the disagreements. I mean, there's all these, these kinds of more subtle pieces. And, and what happens is when a person really wants you to do something or really wants you to, to have their opinion or really want you really want you to change your mind and think like they do what's happening the interaction is more than just words there's an energy being pushed upon you okay and if you are not going to if you are um you know off in any way within your body or part of you is checking out because you don't want the um because you don't want the conflict you know, their energy is going to come right in because your energy is leaving. Your energy is, you know, collapsing or retreating. So now their energy is coming in and influencing you. Okay. I've had this happen several times throughout my life when I was, especially when I was younger, was I would have a particular idea of how I thought things were. And then I would sit with somebody, well, maybe it was my mom or, or, you know, somebody that I thought, that you know that, that I respected or whatever and then they would totally give me the rundown and all of a sudden I'm thinking the exact opposite that I thought before and I wouldn't notice until later that you know when the energy exchange wore off that I was that that wasn't the truth <laughs> you know I didn't realize that that wasn't the truth okay so so this is this is something that happens to humans all the time and to make it even more complicated there's programming that has gone on generation to generation to generation. So there's a really big resonance on a subconscious level that actually gets in our way sometimes. And that is why the indigo is perceived to be so angry because we, we under, you know, there's an under, there's a subconscious um, relationship here where we need our strength or our anger for the strength to stay present and push that energy away from, you know, from coming in. I mean, there, it takes a lot of energy to engage with, with that kind of dynamic and really hold your ground. So, so the indigos have figured out how to use some of these emotions that maybe some people might call toxic. We've learned how to use these emotions to give us strength to hold our ground. So not that we're, well, not that we're always mad because that's not really the case, but sometimes it is right, depending on the topic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're in our process too. Um, I'm saying we because not because I um, consider myself an indigo anymore because I think I've upgraded a lot since then. But um, I totally get the mindset because that's where that's what, how I grew up. I grew up fighting the system and with and I was just you know heels in the ground, feet dug in, and the more I was pushed, the more I was not budging. And and that was you know I was always a fighting. I was always a fighter. I was always fighting for something. 
<laughs> you know, uh, for the right to be heard, for, you know, for the protection of, you know, people who couldn't stand up for themselves. I would stand up for them. You know, I would, you know, all that's savior BS, you know. Um, so this is so I, I'm sharing these things because this is what I've learned how to get out of those dynamics. This is part of the, the process that I've awoke to. There's so much more going on than I realized. And I used to be really hard on myself thinking like, you know, why, why can't I just get along? Why can't I always just find the good? Why can't I just, you know, you know, why am I susceptible to this? And that, that was the big thing. I used to really be down on myself because I felt like I was, there's something wrong with me that I was susceptible to those things. And, and the reality is that there was nothing wrong. It's just that I didn't understand what was actually happening. I didn't see a, on a bigger picture, in a bigger, bigger picture way, what was actually happening. Because once I realized the energy exchange that was going on and what was happening on another level, then I saw exactly what I could be doing about it, right? This is why ancestral healing is so important because a lot of those dynamics unfolding between you and that other and those other people that are pushing those energies, that is a pattern that has been going on for many, 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 many years and generations. So you can actually heal these dysfunctions in your family you know, these, these programs, these traumas, these, you know, can actually heal this stuff um, through loving, um, graceful connection with your, with your family's ancestral healing. And that will assist you in these, in those moments where you're getting hijacked or when you're, when you're not able to stand up for in your own energy in the presence of another person, kind of like, you know, bullying you in a way, energetically bullying you. So, so uh, this is why seeing the bigger picture is so empowering. You're not tricked to try to have to deal with it on this level, because this level, you, you know, you're, there's nothing really that you can do. The inertia is already happening. The, you know, the stage has already been set. But when you deal with it out here in the Akasha level, in the light body level, then the stage isn't already set anymore. And you can take advantage of that and make different decisions because you can see them clearly in the moment. This is what it's all about, is being empowered in the moment of it's happening you know it'll start off recognizing things after the fact but once you get going in the moment awesome right awesome 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 all right um spirit bound says definitely definitely identify with that indigo nature <laughs> oh and i think there's a sign of um of uh horns there so oh so that's aries too woohoo fire fire volcano <laughs> very cool spiritbon also says yeah felt feels like being uh besieged on all sides energies attempting to infiltrate alter my perceptions and compromise my geniusness my genuineness yes thank you genuineness um if i lose or give in then it's bad for everyone. Okay. Yes. Okay. I don't know what that particular um, abbreviation means that you put there. The T. The, but I think that's the shit hits the fan maybe, <laughs> and it's bad for everyone. Yeah, it is. So so we're we're getting we're learning. So when when we people when people talk about waking up to the fourth dimension, this is what we're talking about: learning about this energy kind of exchange, this 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 level of our being that's happening. Learning about what that is, recognizing it, and then reclaiming our autonomy within those dynamics. So, and uh, you know, a lot of people are. There's a lot of programs out there where people are super stunted, like they don't believe in energy. 
how can you not believe in energy? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's really this, this is ignorant to science if you think that energy doesn't exist. I'm talking about energy exchange, emotional energy, mental energy. It if you just dip in a little bit into that world, you will have an experience validating that energy exists, right? So, but, but that is a program that certain types of humans really gravitate towards because you, for many reasons, right? Uh, and it's a blinder, it's a blind spot. The fact is you can feel it when someone loves you and you can feel it when someone is perhaps in a less than loving state with you. You can feel it. You don't need to speak it. You don't need to discuss it. You know it deep inside. You know, that's 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 that uh, that knowing that energy piece. Right. So um, even ex exploration has been done with plants. When you have a plant that's loved every day and talked to and sang to, it grows it grows like 30% more than a plant that's just, you know, begrudgingly watered when it needs it, you know, and, and gets no attention. So, so there's a lot of evidence out there that tells us that the energy exchanges do exist and they really are there. And uh, humanity waking up to the fourth dimension is waking up to this kind of reality, um, which means a lot of the stuff that we thought were true we have to admit that it's not true. And that's really scary for a lot of people, which is why, you know, they're hanging on, hanging on with a death grip to these old ways. Because it's really scary to, to recognize that, wow, there really is psychic communication. There really is telepathy. There really are spirits. There really is bad energy. There really are, you know, dark demonic forces out there. There really are black holes. There really, you know what I mean? It's like a realm. They don't even want to, it's really scary to just to admit that it exists. All right, and then with our next nesting doll from that fourth dimensional collective field is the 3D experience. And that's the experience of space. Now I used to say it's the experience of space and linear time, but, I'm, but I feel like it's not like that anymore. I feel like the 4D field is the experience of linear time and 3D is, is the experience of space. That means there's space between you and me, there's space between, uh, you know, the, this, this wall and the door, there's, a, there's space between um, the, the tree and this building. It's like this, this perception that there's separation and space between us. And we do things within this space and it impacts the, the 4D field, therefore it impacts timelines. So it's like this, these realities, these nesting dolls are all closely woven together and specifically, I would say 3D is that experience of space. Because as soon as you go into the 4D field, via sympathetic resonance, there's no space at all. You're instantly in resonance with whatever your thoughts, minds, emotions, perceptions are, are allowing for. And then similarly, in the 2D realm, your, your frequency resonates with everything else that is in that resonant pattern. Uh, so, so there's no separation on that level as well. All right, and let's get to the 2D. This is the telluric existence, the telluric reality, the atoms and molecules that make up your cells, the ionic exchange, which is the, which is the communications between your cells and the outside world. You have um, uh, embodiments. You have vessels that are made up, uh, made up of telluric intelligence for other beings to embody. So you have crystalline beings. You have devas. You have nature beings. You have... Um, maybe uh, Sasquatch beings, you have, you know, lots and lots and lots of beings that are expressions within the telluric realm that, uh, you know, that are not human, but are sentient and that are evolved. 
So the telluric realm is a level that we are meant to be masters of, but you know, through the conditioning and training, we're taught that you know we we're not. We're taught that we're, we're a victim uh, of of the telluric realm. And, and great narrative to point at is allopathic medicine. When someone diagnoses you as sick and you're incurable, a lot of people will just put their hands up and be like, "Okay, I'm going to die. There's no cure," you know, and they just wait to die. There there are many many people who've done that, right? There are many many more people who refuse to accept that as being true and they go on a healing journey and they figure out how to heal themselves they figure out how to cure the incurable they figure out how to truly operate this biosuit you know this operating this biosuit isn't a matter of going into the lifestyle that's giving to you you actually have to create the lifestyle that allows your biosuit to thrive you have to do that no one can do it for you and unfortunately none of us are taught what a healthy lifestyle is Sure, they might mention, oh, yeah, a good diet and exercise, right? But, that, but that's not what's encouraged. That's not what's given to us. You know, we're given, like, you know, you work a job, you go to school, you sit, you know, you sit in school all day, then you sit at your job all day, and then you do this if you want to be considered successful, and you have this kind of money if you want to be considered successful, and you have to have this kind of house and this kind of car and this kind of partner, and you need to have kids um, if you want to be a successful human. And none of that is true. None of that is true. So many people I know who've walked that path and at 50 years old looked back at their life and are completely miserable. They're, you know, they've been diagnosed with cancer or something like this, you know, been di- you know, they've had some sort of major upheaval and it's because the life that they're living isn't true to who they are. So their, their life force is actually being drained. It's, it's falling away. It's not being in there. It's not there anymore. We have to actually do things that want where your spirit wants to be a part of what you're doing, you know, because it's not all about the ego driver. So, so these, these are really important aspects. And, and this also ties in with being susceptible to nanite technology or not. When you have a lifestyle where you are thriving, where your heart is thriving, your spirit is thriving, you generate a lot of energy. You generate a lot of light, of life force, of love. And your magnetics are strong. Your electromagnetic field is strong in its resonance with love, right? With your higher part of your being. When you're in that kind of resonance, you are not as susceptible to the nanite technology than, than those that, um, you know, that say live a lifestyle where they're very weak or meek or, you know, they do not encourage, they do not try to put energy into building a strong, healthy life, body um, and, you know, environment, relationships and stuff like this. A lot of people close up and the more you close up, the quicker you age, the quicker you oxidize and it's through the oxidation that these nanite particles can thrive because the more acidic you come, the more, um, you know, there, there's a lot of metabolic reactions that happen when you're acidic. And that's the energy that these nanite pieces use to strengthen their position. Uh, some of it is, um, you know, actual bots. Some of it is just um, magnetic, magnetic particles coming together to create a shape that has a resonance. Now that shape that it creates resonates and anytime there's an electromagnetic uh, electromagnetic um, transmission happening that is meant to connect with the resonance of that shape, you'll be impacted by it, right? Uh, so, so it's important for us to understand how to operate the biosuit and, and understand that we are the ones in charge. We are the ones in the command of this biosuit, not this outside stuff, okay? There are people and I've sat in meditation with them for, you know, for periods of time that actually 
go into darkness for long periods of time so they can completely withdraw from all stimuli and only allow their essence, their light to influence and, and interact with their cellular aspects. With, okay, and they actually do cellular repro reprogramming from the inside. Okay, this is a process that has been around for thousands of years. Masters have been using it for a long, long time, and it's now available to the lay person, you and me. Okay, because of, because we we need this kind of technology. We need these this level of understanding in order to reclaim our biosuits for ourselves, to reclaim our position as the masters of this temple. Okay, that's so. So there is a lot of programming. There is a lot of influence, but we are not without options. We are not without recourse. All these things are made available to us. It's just a matter of us being driven and committed to to finding them and, and working the pieces that we that we see work for us. Okay. All right, dear. Uh, uh huh. Okay. Thank you, uh, dear Spirit. Found uh, elaborated what that meant. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And also when I say energies with normies, it makes them a little nervous. When I say vibes, they're a little more open for accepting. I'm more of a surfer dude, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Vibes. Yeah. 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 Um, throwing shade. Yeah. You know, our younger generation has words to describe what I'm talking about. That's, that's other than energy, which is fascinating, right? Really, really fascinating. I, I find it fascinating. All right, then our very center here, the very center nesting doll is that all that is the, the mother, the let's say call universal mother consciousness embodied as the heart and mind of Pachamama, Mother Earth. Now we call Mother Earth for a reason, okay? Mother Earth. It's not, it's not you know, Father Earth. It's not Brother Earth. It's not Sister Earth. It's Mother Earth. This is a, it's, it's touching on an archetypal expression that is a deep, deep truth within us. So Mother, Mother, they are this, they are, um, you know, the frequency is meant to be synonymous. It's not synonymous. The galactic mind, the Mother of God is not synonymous with the core of the Earth. And that's a very long story, but um, in general, when the Milky Way is back into its unity consciousness, as in it does not have a white hole or a black hole in the center, it's actually a central, um, a central uh, sun, let's say it like that, then, then they'll be synonymous again, all right? But uh, right now, the, the heart and mind of the Pachamama is the center of everything, let's say it like that, and we are here because we have an agreement with the center of the earth to be here, to dream our world into being, to participate in the grand drama. Now, this grand drama has lots of layers to it. It does, isn't just on the 3D plane. It goes, it's on all these planes that this grand drama is unfolding. And, the, and we know this because there are keepers of each of these lenses that we have stories about that have survived the ages. And a great example would be the Palladians. We have lots and lots of stories about the Palladians and their engagement with humanity. Our indigenous, um, our indigenous lore alone of the Americas talks about this, okay? I'm trying to light my smudge here. I'm still working at getting my, um, getting my, uh, my father-in-law to pass on. He, uh, all right, so he, he, he passed a few weeks ago, but there's a lot of unresolved issues. So he's refusing to leave. 
he wants to stay around and keep up some of the drama issues. And, and anyway, so I, I just burn smudge because I start to reach a certain frequency where he gets triggered and he doesn't want me to keep staying in this garage, which was his workspace. So I'm smudging just to, to keep it clear and to also help him out so he can wake up too out of the drama. Yeah, see, and this is this is what I mean. It's like we get so um, so taken over with the inertia of thoughts and emotions that really weren't even ours, that even when we pass sometimes, we don't recognize who we are. We stay in the drama of those thoughts and emotions. We stay in the program. And this is, this is how things like purgatory get, you know, happens. This is how things like the hell realm happen, or even the idea or the experience of heaven. You know, it's like all these programs are so strong in our mental, emotional field a lot of times when people die, they don't ever get past that 4D field. They stay in that 4D field. You know, and this is the, you know, those of you who cross souls over, this work that you do is so important. Those of you who are death doulas, your work is so important because we need to wake these beings up so they can truly go home and not stay in the collective field, stay in these, these, these recordings. That's really what it is. They're recordings that play over and over and over again that we invest our attention you guys know that that movie, The Sixth Sense, great, great example. You know, the guy didn't even realize he was dead. It's like certain things had to come together for him to even be open to the idea that he was actually dead. <laughs> you know, this is how a lot of people, how a lot of people um, often pass. This, this happens a lot when people are drugged, when they're super drugged and they pass. A lot of them don't realize they died. You know, they just kind of all of a sudden wake up in their life and just go through the motions of their life without any realization. Um, but this is changing more and more and more. All right, let me get, whoo, let me get on to the next piece here. All right, dear sister says, whoa, got to go to FB Telegram and ask some questions. My grandma just passed a few weeks ago and I swear she's still around. Yeah, she's probably still around. So, you know, the easy way is to pray. All right, the, here's the easy way. The easy way is to pray for her, her well-being. When I say pray for her well-being, I'm not saying like, um, you know, uh, petition, petition the Lord. I'm not saying anything like this. I'm actually, what I actually mean is connecting with your heart, your, your love and your appreciation for who she is or was, you know, for that life. And then you pray for, you, you, you give gratitude and love for her well-being, for her finding her way home. You can, and then you can even sing a heartfelt song, like a song that actually brings up deep, deep love within you with the intent of the frequency of your voice, the sound of your voice connecting with the doorways and the emissaries of the other side. And um, often I, I indicate the other side being like the sun itself, you know. And when you do that, they actually can follow your voice to the, other, to the next world. They can do that. But it takes heartfelt sincerity and that I mean, for those of you here, that's probably easy. For for others, you know, maybe that's a little bit more difficult, um, especially if it wasn't a graceful relationship between you and that other human. But you can, you know, there's lots of things we can do. Um, sometimes they're holding on for a reason because they didn't get to say goodbye or or something like that. So when you're in that prayer mode of love and gratitude for who they are, when you're in that state, you're you know you'll you'll start to get inklings to things, and you can let them know it's okay. You'll, you'll tell mom or you'll tell brother or, you know what I mean? You just kind of like let them know that you'll convey, you've heard the message and you'll convey it. And, you know, and you just stay very soft and loving. So 
well, in that loving resonance, they will wake up out of that 4D field and start to remember who they are. Because remember, the doorway to that is the heart, is the love frequency, is the love field. That electromagnetic frequency is, is where the big resonance is for them to find their way back home. Okay. And some people don't pass because they feel like they've sinned a lot in their life and they're going to go to hell. And that's something that you can help with your prayer as well. That is something that you can super, you can, uh, um, you know, really, really liberate them by holding them in your thoughts and emotions with love and care. Uh, the Buddhists, the Buddhists have these sutras. All right, not all sects of Buddhas, and this is specifically the Bodhisattva lineage of, the, of, a, of a Chinese Buddhist system. They have an entire sutra that you sing and uh, do ceremony and prayer with, and it's an all-night, it takes like about seven hours to do the sutra. But what that sutra does is actually you sing into all of the possible realms a soul can be get lost in or go to. You can sing into all the possible realms that they reach and in that, you're not only liberating the, the soul that's passed, you're also liberating all facets of them that they may have lost through any timeline, time, space, um, lifetime, underworld, dimension, reality, whatever. You actually collect all their pieces like this um, through your heartfelt dedication and, and connection. So, so what I'm saying is not a new idea. This is, these are very old, old, ancient teachings that we've forgotten because of our culture. You know, the, the care of the dead used to be as important as the, the care of the birth, of birthing humans, okay? It used to be that important in culture. In some cultures, it's still, but in, in Western culture, not really. A lot of people, you know, die alone. A lot of people die in nursing homes. You know, a lot of people you know, have lost that deep connection with their family, with their roots and, you know, die under circumstances of, of, you know, in fear or duress or something like this. I mean, of course, there's people that just die in their sleep and they're very lucky to be in that position. So, so everything that we can do, you know, can help the whole. And it's easier than we think. Um, yeah. So if you're a Mesa carrier, if you have some kind of medicine bundle, if you have some sort of sacred singing that you do or chanting or toning or anything like this, you can you can do that with the intent of opening the doors for them to go back home, go back home to their beloveds, whomever that may be. That that includes them waking up out of who they thought they were, you know. All right. Hi, Rita. Good to see you, darling. She says that there's a book called Afterlife by Barry Strom that explains a lot. Okay, good. Thank you for that recommendation. All right, let me keep going. Um, okay, let's talk about that sleep paralysis because this is a big deal. Um, I have worked with many, many people over the years that have had this kind of issue come up. And there's some, there's some pieces to it, okay? So the, um, the biggest thing about paralysis is... All right, all right, let me back up a little bit. I have to back up a little bit more. Okay. So the veils are lifting. These nesting dolls are becoming clearer and clearer and clearer and more, more available to us as each day goes on. Okay. Now we may be aware consciously that these, these frequencies are available to us or we may not. It all depends on how busy we keep ourselves. If we spend a lot of time in silence and in reflection and meditation, if we spend a lot of time at least every day 
in, in our inner space, being silent and paying attention, you'll, you're aware that these are coming online more and more and more on some level. Okay. You're aware that there's, there's more available to you with inner resources, but if you keep yourself very busy, you may not be aware. Okay. Busy with life, busy with computers, busy with work, busy with school. You know what I mean? We have these, we set these lives up that, that, you know, sometimes we don't have all the band, the bandwidth to do everything that needs done. So, so there's that kind of thing. But what's happening is, is that the capacities of the biosuit that we have are coming, the capacities, our abilities are coming online, but because we're not paying attention, we don't recognize, we only, you know, we don't really recognize what to do with these capacities that are coming online. And one of those capacities that I'm talking about is actually letting the body fall asleep while you stay awake. Okay. This is um, considered this, sorry. So this is dream dream practice and this is one of the exercises one of the many methods out there on how to cultivate the the ability to wake up within your dream to lucid dream okay um, and that is to practice be, being able to be awake while the body is asleep now there is a lot of interference in us being able to do that in the past okay that means it took a lot of discipline it took a huge uh, huge will. It took focus. It took commitment. It took years usually for someone to cultivate that ability. It took, you know, uh, training even and stuff like this. And, and of course, dismantling the blocks in our subconscious. And those blocks are often programs, implants, interdimensional interferences that, keep, that, that block our ability to stay conscious while we're sleeping. And I mean, the list goes on. There's lots and lots and lots of of layers of interference that, that keep that from happening. Very similarly to the interference that used to be in our field so strongly blocking us to a, our level of awareness with these nesting dolls, okay? So as you guys, I've talked about this before, when um, Barbara first started teaching this material, people, it would, it would hit their resistance to, to all the implants and subconscious resistance inside of themselves and, uh, and they would actually pass out. They would lose consciousness or they would burst in, in huge fits of anger, you know, because that's what, that's what all this inertia in the subconscious that was working against this level of recognizing these levels of frequencies would just burst out. That's how strong it was. It was like people quite literally get taken over. Even people who don't think that it's possible would get taken over, right? It's not about, about being weak-minded. It's not about being uh, susceptible or anything like this. The powers that be on these other levels know who we are. They know who is likely to wake up. They know who has key. Okay, we're back. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Five, 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 good. Um, so they know who has keys to certain programmings that can wake in to open up grids for the masses. They know who you are before you even come into this world. They know who you are before you even came to this planet, depending on when you came, right? So, so it's not like, uh, you, you know, it's not like all this is happening because you're, you're weak-minded or you're born in the wrong station. That's not true. We get targeted. They target star seeds. They target indigos. And this targeting is interdimensional targeting. It's not just, you know, Akashic Records stuff and trauma in the physical body. It goes much deeper than that. 
these kinds of teachings reveal to us the level of, of resistances we have, okay, the, the interferences we have within us, okay? So when I talk about resistance, it's not our fault that we have this resistance. It's not all about your ego driver. The part that is your ego driver is that these, these implants, these interferences have been put in and they are so insepitous and they run so deep, our ego driver starts to collude with them being there. Now, at that point, when we start colluding with them being there, then it's our free will contributing to the blind spots them being there in the first place is there's no is there's there's no fault to be found it's just to, to understand energies the star seeds or seeds all of all of us are slated to wake up to certain aspects of who we are and the resistance to that that doesn't want that to happen is meeting us head on full on you know so that doesn't happen and yet here we are still winning so here we are still waking up anyway okay so so don't worry about the fact that it's happening. Don't get upset about the fact that it's happening. Understand that you are very powerful. And the more you do what you do, the more abilities you're going to have to, you know, the more impact you're going to get more and more and more. So fast forward this into the, um, the lucid dream state. When all of us reclaim our ability, reclaim our responsibility to dream, to participate in dreaming our world into being for future generations, you know, that's where the game is completely over in the tide turns, okay? But we need to reclaim the capacities, the multidimensional capacities available to us in our biosuit. This the spiritual teaching that the, the body is a prison, that is a lie. That is a lie. So we can actually, so we look forward to when we no longer have a body anymore. So we look forward to dematerializing and no longer have a body anymore. The truth is, is that our bodies are these amazing, exquisite vessels that when we imbue, when we imbue our body as deeply as possible with our consciousness, we become very powerful, potent beings. And we've had examples of what that looks like. That's the story of Jesus. That's the story of Krishna. That's the story of, you know, these different um, miraculous workers, um, miraculous workers. Okay. So, so, um, miracle workers i mean we have all the all these saints that have come to into our world that became self-realized we have all these different um you know these amazing beings from the east that have become self-realized okay and and this is and they showed us what the human body can do once it's fully embraced and imbued okay so coming back into the lucid dreaming thing so what happens is that when you when you start letting your body fall asleep and you have the discipline or just all of a sudden the, the ability to stay consciously awake while your body goes to sleep, you come up against the programming, very deep-seated programming that's in our, in our um, uh, 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 oblongata, medulla oblongata, that part of the brain stem, okay? And that is in charge of our fear, flight, fight um, aspects. So what's going to happen is that you have to walk through a veil of terror if you're awake for it, you have to walk through a veil of total terror before you can get to the, that next level, which is actually stepping into the dream realm, okay? What creates all that terror is the programming, is, is the, uh, the stuff we've inherited from our lineages. It's trauma dramas. It's all these things. So it's important for us to, to settle in in such a way 
where we are not, we're not hijacked by the terror. We're not hijacked by the fear. We can stay in our center while experiencing terror or rage or, you know, these really strong, strong emotions and programs that have been put in place to keep us disconnected from stepping into our dream time. Okay. The, the masters that I've worked with that had mastery of dream time, they had mastery of reality period. Okay. They had mastery of reality period. And this is huge. These are the P these are the beings that can uh, manifest things in the palms of their hands. We've heard stories of beings like St. Germain and other beings that were able to manifest emeralds and jewels in their palms. Okay. They can, they have a, a, a full command of the elemental realm via that dream state. And they can bring forward any kind of reality that they desire. Okay. So imagine if, if you did that, if we did that, we would, what kind of, what would you manifest? What would you want to create? Now our ego driver is going to want to create things that help us feel safe, right? So maybe that's, maybe that's money. Then maybe that's a house. Maybe that's a job. Maybe it's this or that, right? But that, that is not the true reason for these abilities. The true reason of these abilities is to co-create with the Pachamama. What can you dream into being that enhances life on this planet for all life? What can you dream into being? What can you imagine, invent in your being to bring forward that nurtures all living beings, that brings even more enhancement for life, that brings even more freedom, that brings even more joy, brings even more beauty into the world okay so so this is uh you know this is an important uh, piece to understand how it's hijacked if we use our abilities to continue to create things out of ego driver and personal investment right that's going to be finite that's that's you that's only going to go so far but when you are using your abilities to bring beauty into the world for others and future generations then you have so much more momentum you have the breath of life from the earth herself joining you in that, those creations, okay? Because this is, this is where the individual versus the community, that confusion has been hijacked. People think individualism takes away from the community, the wellness of the community, and that's not true. That's a program that has been handed to us. That's not, that's not actually in the truth because if the result is the community is more important than the individual that means you can wipe out individuals that you feel that you feel isn't beneficial to the community that's not feeding life that's creating that that's creating uh you know uh, genocide that's that's creating pain and suffering for people who don't conform to the program okay true humanity is not homogenizing the differences true humanity is actually seeing the differences and celebrating the differences for it is brings more richness to the party. It brings more richness to our experience. And, and this is what true humanity is. It's being able to resonate, welcome and be present with, and even, you know, dance with this newness that someone brings rather than making the person that's different, the enemy that is training, that does, that's not the truth. So, so let me keep, sorry, I, mean, I got on a tangent there. Let me, uh, first get that. let me get back to the, 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 the lucid dreaming part. Oh dear. Um, Rita is, uh, chiming in. She's saying my first attempt at Sasquatch contact, I woke up 
Um, I woke up middle of the night with them over me. They were surprised. I woke up. Then they put me into a deeper, uh, then they put me out deeper, um, an ET with him. He had an ET. And then uh, I wasn't scared nor terror, just amazed. Okay, so, so, all right, so then that, that, that could have been already past that veil of the Abdullah Ablangada. Uh, so when you're already in the dream and you wake up inside the dream, then um, you're, you're already past that veil, which is cool. Because, I mean, that's how most beings have access to us to communicate. Most beings, I'm talking about interdimensional beings, elemental beings, cosmic beings, have. that's how they are most easily, um, that's the platform for them to contact us is through the dream state, which is yet another reason why it's so important for us to cultivate a healthy relationship with our dreams, okay? So um, what Rita is sharing about con um, contact with Sasquatch, this this is a very, you'll hear this a lot among um, experiencers, Sasquatch experiencers, that they were coming into their dreams. They're, they were working with them in their dreams first. Then maybe they started to see things in different parts of, um, of nature and communications like that. It's because like the, the stage has already been set. You know, the person's consciousness has already been primed, so to speak, to receive, perceive the frequency of who they are. So once they're in the waking world, it's not such a leap. Okay, so there's there's that kind of thing. But when I'm talking about um, all right, that's just that's exospecies communications. ET communicators also have a similar thing. It's like you might see a UFO and convey a message to them um, psychically or in meditation or whatever. And then that night have a dream about about talking to ETs. You know, that that that, that that's really common. It happens a lot. And uh, that's why people who start off as critics start doing these things and they have these experiences, they very quickly turn into experiencers <laughs> of the whole movement, which is really cool, you know? So um, <clears throat> the other thing that's going on with that, with those capacities coming online is that they're, they're because of the interferences, it's like half of the vehicle is coming online. So it's kind of like, imagine your vehicle your body is a vehicle and there's certain gifts that are coming available for this. Right now we're talking about dream time and lucid dreaming, but say only say like the part that there's many parts inside the body that need to be active and functioning in order for the full ability to be online. So it's like not just your third eye, not just your ability to perceive and tap into frequencies at will, right? Use your focus, have your command of your focus to tap into frequencies at will needs to be online, but your, your deeper center, your feeling center, um, like your second chakra or lower body, depending on where you're at in your, in your evolution, you know, your ability to perceive with nonverbal communication. And I don't mean frequencies. I'm talking about feeling, sensing, okay, stuff like this, more primal um, uh, per perception, uh, vehicles of perception. Those also need to be online. Uh, and, and once your lower body is connected with the upper abilities, then, you, you know, then the whole vehicle for lucid dreaming is together and you can move forward in a very empowered way. But what's happening is that people are waking up in stages. So maybe the third eye just came online or maybe just the, um, the sacral, the 
sacral perceptions came online, only one or the other. So when you're going through the experience, it's kind of like, you know, you're having half of the experience. There's, there's actually more there, but you, it's not able to get tapped into because of, because the third eye isn't opened uh, to enough capacity, or maybe the sacral area isn't opened enough to capacity. Now the sac what closes down the third eye is very different than what closes down the sacral area. It's usually, um, uh, disconnection from the telluric realm, disconnection from the Pachamama, disconnection from the great mother, from mother itself, that archetype, that those are the kinds of things that, that close down the sacral area. Uh, and the indigenous uh, uh, elders that I've worked with in both South America and in Asia, they, it's, it's jaguar medicine is what this is, the being able to feel sense with your deeper capacities um, with your more primal capacities and, and have that connect into your actual perceptions that you can see in your mind uh, that's translated by the hypothalamus, then, you know, that's, that's like the major thing. This is how you can tell the difference between an illusion and what's real is by having that sacral capacity um, online. Um, for example, like holograms are used all the time to manipulate people. And when you're just perceiving with the third eye, you see the picture, you see the vision, and it's the pick and maybe you're having thoughts and emotions about the vision but when your sacral perceptions on our line are online and you see the vision there's another very potent feeling data set that comes with it and if that feeling data set is not congruent with the image right that is your indication that there's something off that there's something there's some kind of manipulation being attempted here okay so uh this is why many teachers who have taught journeying have said you know, it's great when you get a movie when you're journeying, but it's way more powerful to have the feeling, the feeling when you're journeying. Okay. It's way more powerful to have the feeling. Okay. So uh, that's why they say that because that, that sacral aspect, there's, there's, it can see through any manipulation and lies versus the holographic aspect. It's more difficult because you don't have that feeling piece in there. All right. All right. All right. Let me go back to... Okay, so um, Spiritbound says, I've never understood the arguments about collective versus individuality. They are reflections. They are reflections of each other as above, so below. The, mac the microcosm is the macrocosm. True health for one is true health for both. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a game, right? It's total, totally a game. Um, oh, oh, look at that. You, you can do that. All right, so laugh out loud. So it's been like GPS navigation being turned on in your car but only the audio works and the screen is still turned off oh i love that analogy exactly exactly that's what that that's a great way to explain it thank you for that i love it. i hope you don't mind if i repeat that because that was that's a great way to say it so the full system isn't quite ready yet is this an accurate view absolutely yeah that's right so this is why our spiritual work is so important because we are going to constantly do that shadow work do the things that that our ego driver does to hold on to blind spots. We, we, we will address those pieces and wake ourselves up out of that game. So we're more and more online. So you're more and more um, stepping into your sovereignty, therefore stepping into your power, therefore stepping into your ability to take responsibility of dreaming your world into being, you know? So, so that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about with that, 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 that interference, um, within the Abdullah Ablagada that, um, you know, I feel like I'm saying that first word incorrectly, but, you know, who knows, uh, that, that fear, terror threshold that has to get passed through. Um, the other thing that happens, and this is 
also strong, but not, it's a little bit different than what we're talking about with the paralysis is when we're in our, when we're in our dream, and unless we've really disciplined ourselves to, to uh, not buy into thoughts and emotions and programs, a lot of what we're actually seeing in our dream are the results of programming. This is why um, I talk about that 4D field. That's, that's this field right here. All right, so we have 3D, 4D. This 4D field, this, this distracts our dream time because a lot, because we, our attention and our motivation and our thoughts and feelings, our drive, our focus, our will is redirected to the priority system that they've given to us in this 3D world, okay? So, so, that, so these, these things that happen in that 4D field are, is that hijacked level of importance that we've been given, that we've accepted. But when we can unplug from that and go through our dream without that kind of charge, we'll actually start to see that there's a much bigger picture unfolding behind the, behind the veil of the dream and that, and that is really what we want to connect to. We want to realize that this veil here is what is on top of this other frequency we're getting from our higher self or inner self, um, essential self, or whatever, however you want to word that, right? And so, so in this way, uh, the more disciplined we become in not engaging with these stories of, as being uh, so true that we need to focus on them, and, and we're able to let go of that story as being the truth, we can then get to those rabbit holes where those other kinds of transmissions are coming through. Because your higher self, your inner self essence is on your side, is working with you. <laughs> it's just the programming in the way is working against you. And that's, and that's what we're sorting through. Get How to get out of that veil, how to get out of that, that programming so we can really be with the truth of who we are, which is master creators in an infinite body. You see what I'm saying? Yes, thank you, Darren. Thank, thank you, thank you. Oh, all right. Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm going a little bit over. Uh, thank you for, for sticking around. Um, I just got a message from somebody that, um, that the feed is not coming through. So it could be that that shutdown in Facebook and YouTube, or the Facebook yesterday was, cutting, was shutting down to, um, um, shutting down to, uh, to change the algorithms. You know, so a lot of people that normally are here didn't get their notices this time. I know that um, I, I know that that our particular group rise has been targeted because there's people that flag information that they say is false or post information they say is called false information, which is hilarious. I posted a quote. This is this is how ridiculous it is. I posted a quote, a Martin Luther King quote that I have been posting because I love the quote so much. I have been posting it for years, more than five years. I have been posting this quote on many, many different, many different platforms. And this time after the shutdown and the reboot has started, it has been flagged as false information. And there's a little notice that it's been fact-checked and found to be false. Martin Luther King, a famous quote <laughs> of his. So, just to show the, the level of ridiculousness we're getting to in the social media platform. All right, so let me go ahead and post that link for the, for the, um, the PSSGA uh, thing for the training. I'm gonna go ahead and post that. I'm gonna try to do it here while I talk with you guys. And I uh, wanna let you know, let's see, let's see, links, here we are. 
also got, I want to let you guys know that Lightbody 101, the quantum reality shift, is still open for registrations. Oh, look at that. I didn't even put the, the link in there. Okay. I'll have to do it after the chat is over. Um, so the quantum reality shift is a... Uh, is a group where we do this work. We do the ancestral clearing. We do the multidimensional um, clearing of the blind spots so we can, you know, step out of the momentum of, of our past and our history and maybe what people might call karma, step out of that momentum and reclaim our life force for the here and now. That's, that's really the, the point of the quantum reality shift. And we're doing the, that, all that work together. So there's encodements, transmissions that happen. Um, we get roughly it's about once a week we get together so there's, so there's transmissions and there's live exercises that you do with other people energetic exercises there's there's the actual group work of going into the ancestral clearing together um, and then there's opportunities to dive into other um, other groups and group activities so that's the quantum reality shift and that is on our website lightbodyacademy.com i invite you guys to check that out i'm really really um excited about this because this is, you know, a level of access that has never been available before. And I'm, I'm just excited to share this with hum humans because, you know, be, the more liberated we become, the more sovereign we become, the, the quicker we're going to, you know, find us in that new paradigm that we dream into being, not the one that's trying to be handed to us, the one that we create. Okay. So I'm excited for that. Um, let's see if there's any other pieces. If you guys are wanting to get out of Facebook and still interact, we have the multidimensional human group on Telegram. You're welcome to check us out there. And of course, we're on uh, YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm getting some notices here. Um, someone says, fact check. What was just um, stated doesn't fit my narrative. So it's a fact that I don't want to hear it and I don't want anyone else to hear it either. <laughs> yeah, so that's what fact check really means is what she's saying. Um, I'm assuming she. Uh, yeah, um, Facebook user Polly StreamYard is not working. Oh, okay, so that could be why it's not happening. It's been great to hear you again. Mwah. Thank you, darling, for being here. Thank you, thank you everybody for, for being here. And uh, if you really enjoy these chats, I invite you to support us by liking and sharing. Invite friends in to watch. You can share the YouTube, the YouTube um, channel to, to any platform. You don't have to be a part of the, the group. So um, I that would be really great if you know someone who can benefit from this. If you share it with them, that would be a wonderful way to support what we're doing and getting the word out. Um, and uh, yeah, and again, if you want to be part of that conversation, Rise of the Multidimensional Human on Facebook or that Telegram group, Multidimensional Human. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Mwah. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>